Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Catherine Miller. I'm the founder of the Miller Law Group and director at the Center for Understanding in Conflict. And I am on a mission to change how people divorce and help them divorce with dignity. And my guest today is Whitney Boole. Whitney is the author of You Got This, Healing Through Divorce, which is a guidebook for empowering people through divorce. In the book, she shares therapeutic tools for healing, as well as stories from the trenches as a single mom of three who thrived through her own painful divorce. Welcome, Whitney. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell us what what did lead you to write this book? That's a good question. You know, I in going through my own divorce, it was so lonely and so painful and before I was a therapist, I was a writer, and writing is my way of sort of moving through it. So I wrote the book over the course of my divorce, and when I was done, I gave it to a business coach of mine and asked, hey, do you think there's anything in here that could help people? And the answer I got was a resounding yes. So I went back and sort of retooled it so that it would be useful for other people too. It really began as a resource for me. And I tried to build it out as a resource for others so that hopefully people feel less alone in their divorce. I'm very open about my own struggles. Uh, and I also share some of what helps me and some of the therapeutic exercises that I give to clients to help them get through their own divorces. You know, I really appreciate your clarity about how lonely divorce is, because I really think that's mm-hmm. true. And why do you think that is? And what is it that creates such a lonely feeling when you're going through a divorce? That's a great question. You know, I think part of what happens is when you've been in a marriage, um, you know, and I was married for 15 years with him for 20, you get attuned to being with somebody. And even, even though there's a certain loneliness in a, a marriage that's not working, there's somebody who is there. And when there's no longer anybody there, it can feel really empty and hollow and lonely. And it's scary and uncomfortable. And having to get your connection needs met is so important. But you have to be more creative about it because there's not somebody who's coming home at the end of the day to say, how was your day? You have to reach out to friends. You have to create that support system. And you also have to get to know yourself again and learn to be comfortable in your own company, which for people who have been married for a long time, it can be a challenge. Yeah, I think that it's really hard. And I think this is particularly true for women to find a new Mm -hmm. identity. Yeah. Right. And that sort of coming to an acceptance that I am who I am and I'm not defining myself necessarily in relationship to other people can be right. hard and that can feel really lonely. Absolutely. And I think people a lot of times in, in marriages, they lose their sense of self in the marriage. And so when the marriage is gone, who they are without it is confusing. And it's a journey of, of rediscovery, which is a lot of 
of what my book is about because you really have to look inward and figure out, hey, what do I need? How do I take care of myself? What do I like? Who am I without this other person? And what does this look like? And I don't want to discount that that divorce is painful for men and very lonely, too. I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of my male clients of the years had the experience that the friends went with the wife. And they actually felt that that they had no friends anymore, that they were outcasts at the club or all of the barbecues were happening with her and not with him. And I don't know if you Mm -hmm. work with men as well, but uh, have you talked to people who've had that kind of experience and do you have any ideas to how to handle that? Yeah, I mean, I do work with men and, and I enjoy working with men as well. But, you know, the thing about the friends thing is, is really a big issue. And I think it goes both ways because even I hear this talked about quite a bit is a lot of times women, when they're no longer in a relationship, they no longer have a husband to bring, they start getting excluded from the barbecues, from the family events. The dynamic really shifts and friendships in general change. It all changes. And whether you're a man or a woman, having to renegotiate your friendships is a big piece of this because a lot of married friends don't relate to the kinds of issues that people who are divorcing are struggling with. And so, you know, reinventing those friendships, finding new friends who get it and learning to reach out to friends, you know, who you may have known as a couple in a different capacity it can be a challenge and also an opportunity to sort of renegotiate that relationship. I think that's true, Whitney Bull, and I also think that it can be difficult with family members, right? You've Now you've mm-hmm. been a part of somebody else's family, and you are family. You might be a parent to children who are involved in that family. And, and what do you think about dealing with in-laws? Are, are there any rules, of it, former in-laws, any rules mm. on that on that topic? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I talk about that in my book too. It's really hard. And I think a lot of it depends on what your relationship was like with that family. I think one of the things that is important to remember is that, you know, no matter how close you were with your ex's family, you didn't grow up with them. And so when push comes to shove, their loyalties are going to be with your ex. And that can be really painful for a lot of people who have close relationships with the ex's family. And there's a lot of grief involved because even if you're able to continue those relationships and that's something that's important to you, those relationships are going to change. You know, your ex is going to one day date again and bring in new people and their ability to have a relationship with you might not be the same as it was before. And that's really painful. There's so much grief that happens over the course of divorce and those family relationships are sometimes a part of that. Yeah, I think that's really true. And I really, I think it's really important, the word that you use, grief, because there is mourning that happens here and a sort of and it's traumatic and to give yourself and your friends and family members who might be going through this, the space around that, instead of being like, all right, I've got somebody for you to date. Let's just fix this up. You know, you know, we just make this normal in in a week or two. I think that's just not realistic. What do you think about that? I, I agree. Well, you know, certainly 
I think that a lot of healing has to happen before you can, can date somebody seriously and find a new relationship. And the danger in dating before you've done that healing and before you've you've moved through the grief and addressed the grief and addressed the pain is that instead of doing the work inward and healing, you're reaching for another person to fill a void and to fix you. And that does not lead to a healthy relationship. It can't, right? To have a really, truly healthy relationship, you have to be a whole person and not be looking to relationships to fix you so much as to enrich you. And it's hard to do that if you haven't done the work inward first and really learned to be comfortable with yourself and navigate the grief and deal with the pain and move through those feelings first. I'm Catherine Miller, and you're listening to Divorce Dialogues. We're on WVOX 1460 AM in Westchester County, New York, alternate Wednesdays from 5 to 530 and we're also available on a, as a podcast on all popular podcast places. And I'm talking with Whitney Boole about her book, Overcome It. You got this, Healing Through Divorce. And Whitney, I want you to tell our listeners about the book. What, what is the healing through the divorce process and, and who's, the, who's the book most suited for? You know, when I was going through my divorce, I found that a lot of the books that were therapeutic were very dry and instructional and I couldn't read it. I didn't have the attention span to read any of it. So I think that what my book is suited for, who my book is suited for is really people who, who are feeling lonely, who, who want some warmth, who can only digest short chapters because, you know, divorce is traumatic and sometimes our attention spans are not as long as they used to be when going through it. But people who really want to dive in and do the healing and feel empowered and really address the issues that are coming up rather than medicate with other relationships or, you know, substances or whatever, but really doing, leaning in and moving through the discomfort and, and finding growth and healing. And I know that you've got some resources for people, including the divorce first aid kit. What's that and how yeah. does that help? Yeah, so if you go to healthroughdivorce.com, you can sign up and I will send you a free divorce first aid kit. It has some resources, um, 10 strategies for getting through divorce. It has grounding strategies, which will help you regulate when you're feeling overwhelmed and just some stuff to help you get through. I also have some other resources that I've created. I have a Facebook group, which is the same title as my book, You Got This, Healing Through Divorce which is just this incredibly empowering healing community of, of men and women who are going through the divorce process and, and want to heal and feel empowered through it. I also have a, an online program, a divorce grief series that I created and a toolkit for people who are having to talk to their kids about divorce and wanting some help and some guidance in that process and a uh, an online transformational program that uh, includes some coaching to help people get through uh, who want a little bit more hand-holding. Yeah, that's, that's, those are a lot of great resources for people. Thank you. And so, Whitney, like what – if we have a listener out there, you know, just thinking or about divorce or just starting the divorce process, what is it that would be your advice for what they do first? Self-care. Self-care. Right? I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, a lot of times – when people start 
going through the divorce process, it feels so overwhelming and dysregulating and that grief, the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, it can be so intense. And the more it hurts, the more you need to lean in and take care of yourself in a profound way. And self-care is, you know, it's, it's, making sure that you're getting movement and water and healthy foods and sleep. And it's also, you know, the not fun stuff, like making sure that your taxes and your bills are paid. You know, it's doing things that are nourishing and kind, like picking a flower and putting it in a vase on your table and reminding yourself that you're worth it. And I think that's the real key piece is that when you are going through a divorce, reminding yourself with that self-care that you are worth more, that you deserve good things by giving yourself good things is so important. And a lot of times people sacrifice that self-care thinking that it's selfish. But the truth is, is that modeling healthy self-care is such a great example for your kids, for everybody around you. And you are going to be more present if you're fueling yourself first. And when you're going through this divorce process, that is so critical is making sure that you're fueling yourself because this is intense. It's exhausting. And with that sort of self-care in mind, how do you think people should choose a lawyer or other professionals to, to help them? What's advice you give to people about that? Yeah, that that's a great question. I think, first of all, really doing the research into, hey, you know, is mediation an option? collaborative divorce, you know, do I need to retain an attorney, uh, really understanding the different ways to get through divorce is useful. And certainly talking to people who've been through it, getting recommendations from friends and collecting information. You know, you don't have to retain the first attorney you talk to. You can hire an attorney and do a consultation and see what you think about their approach. You know, I, I'm not an attorney and I, I certainly don't work in the legal field. So I, I'm not the best person to give advice on that specific topic. But I think, you know, making sure that you get the information that you need is really critical. Yeah, you might not be an attorney, but I think that was really good advice. I think that, you know, hiring the first yeah. person you talk to, even if you ultimately do hire them to have perspective mm-hmm. and talk to other people so you see what the options are and see how people yeah. look at it. And and the reason that I asked the question in that context of self-care is I think that people, when they're first facing divorce, are very anxious and and mm-hmm. and, and maybe even embarrassed or guilty and feeling very vulnerable, and it can be really tempting to hire just the first anyone who will Mm -hmm. take some of that anxiety away. And I think that's the same thing as dating or, you know, the use of substance, mind-altering substances, Mm -hmm. anything to sort of help alleviate that anxiety can help, And and it doesn't really create the best outcome for you to be so reactive in the beginning. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I um, I wrote a blog recently about, you know, one of my blunders. I, I chose to go through the mediation process and I was just so anxious and so unhinged and, you know, went into this appointment with the mediator and really blew it up. And I ended up spending about $500 because it's you know, an hour of time on, uh, you know, having a mediator referee something between my ex and me because I was so anxious when that was not the best use of 
the mediator's time or my time or my ex's time, but making sure that you're attending to your own self-care and really being mindful in how you go about this process. And that takes doing the research and and really getting to know who you're working with and, and what the goals are. And yet it's really, it is scary and anxiety provoking. So there, are there any techniques mm-hmm. that you use with your clients to help them get a hold of that anxiety and that fear so that they can be in a more planning place and less reactive? Yeah. Well, it, absolutely. And I, you know, I have a whole list of them in the, uh, divorce first aid kit, which you can get at healthroughdivorce.com. But, you know, sometimes it's harnessing the breath, deep belly breath. It sounds so simple and so silly, but they can be a really great hard reset when you're feeling overwhelmed. Putting one hand on your belly, one hand on your chest, breathing deep into your belly until your hand rises and slowing down your breathing and asking yourself, in this moment, am I safe? In this moment, am I okay? And unless there's a bear chasing you, most of the time, the answer is yes. It might feel like this is a crisis and an emergency and everything's falling apart, but you're probably okay in this moment, right? It feels so intense, and yet you're safe. You're going to be okay. I think that's really, really great advice. You're listening to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Catherine Miller. We are here on WVOX 1460 AM every other Wednesday from 5 to 530 and perhaps you're listening to the podcast, which is available wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on the podcast website, divorcedialogues.com. And I'm speaking today with Whitney Boole. She's the author of You've Got This, Healing Through Divorce. And Whitney, if people want to get in touch with you or learn more, you've already spoken about your Heal Through Divorce website. How else can people learn about you and the materials that you offer? Sure. Well, HealThroughDivorce.com is an easy way. You can also find the book on Amazon. It's called You Got This, Healing Through Divorce. I have a website, which is just my name, Whitney Boole, B as in boy, O-O-L-E.com, which has my blog and some information about the resources that I offer. Tell us about the Divorce Grief Series. What is that and how does it work? Yeah, so it's a five-video series that I created to help people navigate the denial, the anger, the bargaining, the depression, and the acceptance. And really, it's five videos. In each video, I share a strategy to help people navigate the various stages of grief and talk them through it and understand it so that they can create some healing and start to move through divorce. I think a lot of times people get stuck in these places where they feel like they can't move on and they don't understand why and what's the matter with me. Why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep wanting to go back to my ex? And what they don't realize is that, you know, it's denial. It's part of the grieving process, right? And so having that awareness and having that understanding and having strategies to actually move through and navigate it can be really empowering. What do you think are the opportunities? And we're talking a lot about the anxiety and the stress and the fear and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But are there, there there must be opportunities that you see for people going through divorce? Oh yes, big time. I I think that divorce can be an incredible opportunity to grow. You know, I think a lot of times people don't realize it, but they've been held back in their marriages. They put all this energy in trying to make a broken marriage work. They gave so much of themselves to this relationship that didn't take flight. 
And when they harness that and they redirect it and they put it into themselves, it's incredible. It's an opportunity to really heal and transform and grow. And, you know, I know what's for me and I see it in a lot of my clients and the people who, who go through the Heal Through Divorce program with me. But I absolutely think there's huge opportunity because I think we underestimate how much energy it took to stay in that marriage. And when we stop doing that and we put that energy into the pieces of ourselves that can grow and can be nurtured, it's amazing what we can do. And have you seen any of those stories in yourself or in your clients as sort of, you know, phoenix rising from the ashes of the... Absolutely. Time and time again. I love seeing the posts in, in the Facebook group. I see it all the time. But, you know, myself, when I entered my marriage, I had twins who were two and an eight-year-old. I wasn't fully licensed as a therapist. I didn't know how I was going to make ends meet. I literally was just pulling equity from our home to pay the bills. I was really struggling. My ex lost his job. It was a scary, scary time and really overwhelming. And I worked very hard and got my license and built a private practice by the beach and, you know, it's thriving and doing very well and, you know, ended up eventually, it took me some time buying a townhome for my kids in my own name and that feels amazing. So absolutely, I think that it's not the exception. It's actually very common. I see it a lot that people especially women who put so much energy into their marriages, they put that energy into themselves and realize that they're very capable of doing things that they never imagined were possible. I think that's really beautiful and and true. I think that it sounds like you really found an inner strength to Mm -hmm. create a life for yourself with your children that was self-dependent and self-reliant and strong and wonderful and more than you. you would have imagined for yourself in terms of your own ability to do it and even the vision of what it would yeah. be. And that's yeah. So what about people who are, who are dealing with the betrayal of an affair or struggling with another relationship at the same time? And that can be very confusing. And I think it adds a layer of complication and feeling on top of what is pretty hard anyway. How do you help people yeah. deal with that? It is really painful. And I think, you know, I, I actually have a blog about this as well. And and I absolutely relate. It was certainly an issue for me. And I share that because I think a lot of people feel shame around their partner's sexual acting out behaviors or affairs or infidelity and feel like somehow it was a reflection on them when that could not be further from the truth. The fact that your partner chose to be unfaithful to have affairs is not a reflection on your worth. It has nothing to do with you. It was a way for them to manage their feelings. You know, it was their choice. It, same as if I'm walking by somebody and they drop a plate, it's not my fault they drop the plate, right? We are not responsible for that other person's behavior and it's not a reflection of your worth. And I, I think that it's really hard for people to take that in because it is traumatic. You know, betrayal trauma is a real thing. When somebody is unfaithful in a marriage, in a relationship, it can be very painful, very, very painful and and traumatic. Um, So understanding that it's not about you, 
and not about not a reflection of your worth is, is so important. Do you have any techniques that people can use to help them just in our last few seconds try to really feel that it's not my fault? I think name entertainment of no, just having the awareness of this is about the trauma. My brain is trying to make sense of this and trying to understand it, but it is not about me, right? Reminding yourself, making that voice that affirms you and reassures you that you are worth it and you are enough. The voice that's the loudest in there. I think that's really, really good advice. Whitney Boole, thank you so much for being our guest on Divorce Dialogues. It's really been a pleasure to have you, and I think that the resources that you offer at HealingThroughDivorce.com are tremendous opportunities for people. Thank you so much.